Morning, everybody. Morning, everyone. Welcome, Faith Life. Welcome, anybody else that's watching out there. It's a great morning. Yeah. Really looking forward to this morning. We've got some fantastic stuff to share with you, yeah. some brilliant testimonies. Uh, just so much has been happening despite the fact that we're, we're all stuck in our houses. It's, it's been so good to hear the stuff that's going on. Yeah, and we're really thinking about you guys at this time. Um, we're still on lockdown and it's not easy just being in our homes all the time, but we know according to government reports that it's making a difference. Uh, that curve is flattening out, uh, the pressure on the NHS is starting to lift a little bit. So um, well done everybody, uh, encourage you just to keep going. Uh, we are going to come through this time. We've never been through anything like this before, but we are going to come through it. And uh, at the other side, um, things might be different, but we will have learnt a lot of things. So be encouraged. Uh, we'll do our best to, to keep you in that um, yeah. good mindset, that positive mindset. And that's what we're going to try and do this morning as well. So, shall I open in prayer? You can open in prayer. Yeah, okay. So, everybody, um, just get ready to join us during this time. Have your Bibles, your notebooks, communion. We're going to take communion together because, as we know, that's really important to do to remember who we are putting our focus on at this time. So, it's good to do that as a family, and uh, this is a great opportunity to do it together. So, have your uh, communion things ready. Uh, Mark's going to preach, he's got a great word for us. Uh, I've got a little nugget to bring. Um, so it's going to be a good time. It's going to be good, going to yeah. be good. Yeah, uh, just what I remember as well before I then pray. Um, we've got worship tonight. Worship, uh, you guys are awesome. We've got worship most nights. Uh, Mike and Flick tonight, uh, 5.30. So let's come together and worship together. Um, then we move to back room worship with Paul and Susie. Slightly later time tonight, that's 8 o'clock. So having been with uh, Mike and Flick, just have a little break and then let's go and spend some more time with him. This is the day that we can spend time with him as lots of things are happening. Uh, during the week there's other worship things happening. You have all the information. If you don't know when they are, uh, contact Jules at the office and she'll send you uh, all the links but we've got worship during the week we've got prayer during the week our prayer meetings have been uh, superb as we seek God hear his voice we're praying for you guys constantly we're praying for everything that's going on in our country and in the world we're supporting our NHS that are out there on the front line they're doing an amazing job. We're supporting them in prayer. Um, just that God will give them everything they need to be able to do this uh, job that they're doing, which isn't easy. We hear from people that are working. Um, we pray for the families who have lost uh, members uh, of their family and friends. Um, this isn't an easy time for them, and we're praying for them. So join with us. Um, pray. Uh, constantly, unceasingly, just bring everything to God. Join with us in our prayer times, and um, and all the other things that are happening. Tea at three, um, family WhatsApp. So keep going, keep connecting, 
and we will get through this time. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, Father, I just thank you that even though we physically can't come together, that we can meet together in spirit, using internet that you've provided for us for this time. And I thank you that we are not on our own, that we have each other at this time, and we have you right in the middle of all of this. So, Holy Spirit, we just take a moment just to thank you for being with us. Thank you that you are our strength and our comforter and that you bring to us from the Father everything we need at this time. So right now, Holy Spirit, I ask that you will fill each one of us, that you will flood our homes with your presence, that we will feel your touch this morning as we hear the word that's going to be brought. Holy Spirit, be with us. And Jesus, we thank you. We keep our eyes on you. We thank you for all that you have done so that we can be with you at this time. And we ask that um, you will bless this morning that we spend together. Amen. 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 Okay, yeah, so I just wanted to uh, share with you um, really a, a couple of testimonies. Um, every fortnight we've been uh, doing a Zoom conference with our Faith and Life uh, group of churches, you know, the, the relationship network that we have. And there's, we, we had one this Friday and there's some just some wonderful feedback coming out of that. Mm. In particular, uh, Philip was able to join us this time from, from Bulgaria. And uh, he was sharing with what a difference it had made, uh, the gift that we'd been able to send them from Faith Life. Uh, what, he, what he was saying is that that had allowed them to buy food for people who had no food within the, within the church. You know, you might remember that a lot of the church had just almost immediately lost their jobs. And he was describing how how difficult it was there because they have a, they have a, a, a even tighter lockdown than we have. You need three sets of papers to leave your house. Uh, so it's, it's really challenging there. Mm. But what he was sharing is that as he'd been able to uh, get these food parcels, get them together, uh, they've been doing that, they've been taking them out each week. And he's been taking them around uh, members of the church. Now, some of those members of church who, who have nothing themselves decided that rather than eat all the food, that they would split it in two and they would take it to neighbours who... Uh, didn't have food themselves so they did that and um, the, the reports back and, and just this is amazing it blew us away every neighbor that they've shared food with they've also shared the gospel with and every single one of those families has come to Christ and that is just absolutely amazing that they, they, they took of what what they didn't really have shared it and and people are coming to Christ and and it's a hundred percent success rate, and that's because we help them. Yeah. You know, we partner in this. We partner in the gospel, and that is just an amazing testimony. Um, I heard from John Bennions this week that he's been sharing, uh, the, you know, the, the gospel with his contacts on social media. He's been texting people, it, uh, and, he, and he's just been sharing the gospel really simply with people. 
and he's had a response he didn't expect. He's, he's had friends who were Muslims contacting him to chat about more information and so on. So there's some fantastic stuff out there. We also got the, the joy of sharing with our friends in the Netherlands, Ubel and Hella at Victory Church. It's their eighth anniversary. We did a little video for them. They showed the video. And so we got we got to share in that too. But it's yeah. it's really amazing the way God takes uh, that that support that we've been able to give. And he's, he's multiplying it and we're reaching people with the gospel. So... So thank you, Faith Life, for, for that. Just yeah. absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. Just keep praying for all of these opportunities. They are there. It is an opportunity to share Jesus. And I know it's difficult when you're in your home, but there are ways. And actually, we've heard from you guys as well as you've contacted members in the church and just supported them, uh, supporting those that are struggling, uh, which is, you know, just who you are, you know, the loving beautiful family that we have um, and then any um, uh, reaching out to friends and praying for them uh, is amazing and we're, we're hearing great things about this so yeah so there's a lot there's difficulties out there as we know I don't want to go take this time to go through everything because you know you see the news you know people that that are struggling and it's not easy and we know that but there are things that we can find too rejoicing at this time particularly because people do need to know there is someone there saviour that can help them and be with them and we want to get heaven full and hell empty so Amen. god help us to use this time for him and his kingdom Amen. okay yeah just before cheryl shares her her bit her nugget as she calls it uh just one last thing that, that i just really excited about is that Mike and Flick have uh, been contacting all their, uh, the people who they've, they've got on their contact list through GrowBib. So all the mums, all the parents, all the families that we've been helping through GrowBib over the last couple of years. And uh, basically, I think there's 130, 140 contacts on that list. So in, in that time, we, we've built relationships with 130 to 140 people. Uh, they sent an email out to them looking to see how we could help in that. And uh, quite a number of, of the, the families have responded that they found it difficult. They haven't got clothes for their children. The, the children in this time of lockdown have outgrown the clothes. So we're going to be delivering um, parcels of clothes to those families. And, and again, thank you, Faith Life, for your support in that. This is just a... A tremendous way to witness to people and to show the love of Christ in our community. So thank you, Faith Life. So Amen. Cheryl, Cheryl's nugget. <laughs> My nugget. Okay. In the right place there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one of the things that I feel has really been coming out this week through um, my time with the Lord. Uh, I know Roger has brought it, Joyce has brought it, um, a very close friend of mine, a pastor, sends me verses every morning which I then meditate on, we've done that for a long time, and it came through in her um, verses that she sent through, so I had a look at it and I've been praying about it and I just thought that I bring you um, what I've received for this time, because I believe that God is speaking to us. Um, and it's how to keep our joy 
um, and being in prayer. Uh, I, I just want to go to two places. Uh, so the first place I'm going to is Philippians 4, and then I'm going to move into Matthew 6. So I'm going to start in uh, Philippians 4 because there is an amazing promise to us there. And you all know this verse. It is something that uh, is well known. Um, but it is something that we need to really take hold of at this time. Everything's shifting and moving and there is a lot going on in the world and everything is uncertain. And it naturally brings fear and anxiety towards us. And, and I know that when I let anxiety get a hold of me, um, it can become something really strong and debilitating and can even affect my health. Uh, that feeling where there's things happening, you don't know how you're going to get through this time, you don't know what's ahead of you. Um, you know, even with jobs and finances, as Mark was talking about Philip, you know, they don't know where they're going to get money for, for food. And so it's a really difficult time and we can let those fears and anxieties come inside us and you get that horrible uh, knot in your stomach and it's sometimes difficult to know how to get that out. So I felt that God was really speaking to us and um, Philippians 4 uh, verse 6, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. So if God is saying be anxious for nothing, then there must be a way that we can walk without being anxious. And it tells us there how to do this by prayer and supplication. So we come before God, we pray, we lay all our needs, all our anxieties, all our fears in his hands. And then even before we see the answer, we don't know sometimes how we're going to get the answer that we need. We thank him because thanksgiving puts us in a place of trust. And it's that trust in Jesus that enables us to stand without those anxious feelings. So when we've done that, we've made our requests known to God. He's got them. So whatever it is, it'll be different for each of us. Whatever that need is, we present them to God and we say, God, I can't sort this. But you say, if I present them to you and then thank you for the answer, then you have got them and I can be released of that burden and that anxiousness. And then the peace of God, your peace, not the world's peace, not my peace, but his peace can enter our hearts. And that, that peace will guard our hearts and our minds. And that's really important. We need to be guarding our heart and guarding our mind at this time and allowing that peace to come into our souls. 
Um, I'm going to come back to Philippians um, just at the end. So hold your finger in Philippians. And now let's just go to Matthew 6, verse 25. I've gone to Matthew 25. There we go, that didn't look right. <laughs> okay. So this is um, what a number of us have been getting uh, during these weeks. Uh, so I'm just going to read it to us. Um, and again, it is a promise to God. This is Jesus speaking. And you know, we know red words win. So as I speak this over, this is Jesus. This is what Jesus is speaking to us. And he says... Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. And that's what we're doing at the moment. It's so easy to worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things, and we can give all of that worry to our Father. Sufficient for today is its own trouble. And I just want to read that last verse from the message. I just love how it uh, describes it. Uh, verse 34. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. So I just want us to get hold of that this morning, that we can give our cares, we can give our worries, our burdens, to him because he says we can if we do it then 
we can enter that peace that passes all understanding. We can receive from him what we need to be able to stand without that anxiousness in our, in our hearts. And dwelling on the things of the kingdom, thinking about his way. And if we just now go back to um, Philippians, Philippians 4, I'll just come out of the message. So after be anxious for nothing, in, in verse 6 and 7, when you move into verse 8 and 9, and as we seek the kingdom, as we focus on G Jesus, this is one of the things that we can meditate on to enable us to stay in that place. Because anxiousness enters our bodies and it's not good for us to have all those um, horrible chemicals in our bodies that anxiousness produce. So we want to stay in a place of peace and calm, even finding things to laugh about. You know, we I think it's really good if we if we find things that we find funny and, and humorous, you know, look for those things. And if you can't find anything, just laugh anyway. Just let yourself laugh because you'll end up laughing at yourself laughing because it's so funny because you're not really laughing at anything. But when you laugh and the, and the Bible says a merry heart does good like a medicine, the Bible knows all these things. Scientists now know that when you laugh, it releases a good chemical into the whole of our system. When we're in fear and anxiety, it releases a chemical that's not good for our system. So we want to move away from that and remain in that place of uh, peace, but also do those laughs. I'm going to tell Mark to do them and then I can laugh at him laughing and he can laugh at me laughing. We're going to release those good chemicals. So, back to Philippians 4. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, do these and the God of peace will be with you. So as we meditate on these things, as we know that it's better for us to look to Jesus, to find out what the word is saying to us at this time, what the Holy Spirit is saying to us at this, these times. Concentrate on good things, lovely things. Don't fill your mind with all the negative stuff and the difficult stuff that is around at this time. It's there, we know, we need to know what we need to do but mainly focus on what Jesus says, what the Word says, and what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. If it's good and it's lovely, and find things to laugh about and have joy, these things will do us good 
in our hearts and our souls and will help us to remain in peace. Amen. So Father, I just pray for us right now. We need to be able to remain in your peace, knowing that you've got everything that we need. Thank you for your word that tells us who you are. And thank you that all of these things belong to us because we are your children. We trust you, we believe you, we receive from you what we need at this time. And I ask that everybody uh, that's with us, Holy Spirit, open their hearts to receive from you this morning, that we can stand in a, in a place of peace and have that um, fear and spirit of fear removed from us as we concentrate on who you are and your love entering our mind, our soul and our spirits at this time. Because perfect love casts out fear. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 I think that's a that's actually a really good point for us to share communion. Yeah. There's perfect love yeah. cast out fear. And when when we share communion, should we move this out of the way? When we share communion, we can't we, we remember that perfect love of Jesus. That, that love by which he saved us, but also by which he defeated the enemy. He defeated sickness, he defeated uh, the, the demonic realm, he defeated uh, all the plans of the enemy, and he moved us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And that's where we live, that's where the provision is. So as we share communion now, we're going to be, be remembering that perfect love of Christ which, which casts out fear. Uh, I don't know where Cheryl's gone. She's wandered off. Uh -huh. oh, she's coming back. She's coming back. We're all right. Okay, so get your, your, your bread, get your wine ready, and then, then we'll share. Yeah, Jesus, we thank you for your love. We thank you that your love was so incredible that you came down from heaven, yeah. gave up everything of heaven and came to earth and suffered and died a, a, a terrible death on the cross because you loved us. Yeah. And we thank you that because of that love, Lord, we have no fear. We, we cast our fear, we cast our anxiety onto you and we trust you with those. So as we take of your body now, take of this bread and we remember your body broken for us, that, 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 that body, that sacrifice that saved us and moved us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Yes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your blood shed for us, that blood mm. that provides for our salvation, for our forgiveness, for our protection, for our healing, for our life. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
in this, this act of communion, Lord, we, we make a quality decision, a quality choice to cast everything over onto you, all our anxieties, all our worries, all our concerns, and we say, heaven, you have a problem, but we know, heaven, you can handle it. So right now, we, we give you those. We choose to give you those. Yes. And right now, Lord, we let them go. We let them go, yes. and we refuse to take them back again. We refuse to take them back again. Yes. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Mm. Yeah, I just want to remind you of, of some of the things that we are praying for and we're standing for as a church. Mm. Um, we, we're exercising our faith towards it, and I want you to remember them. Firstly, that we're not going to lose anybody to this virus absolutely nobody secondly that we will come through this not weaker but stronger we will come through intact mm -hmm. as a body uh, well, i personally i believe we will come through this having grown as a body that, that the message that god has given us will have impacted lives during this time thirdly that financially we'll be able to pay our bills support those who serve us and to, th th there'll be sufficient financial provision for us to be strong at the end of this. Yes. Fourthly, that we, wherever we go, people will see uh, that, that we are reacting differently. We're at reacting in trust and faith rather than fear and anxiety. Mm. And that in all of this, people will see Jesus. And lastly, that through, what, through all the things that take place, that we will... Um, glorify Christ yes. and his will be the glory yeah. thank you Jesus thank you Lord Amen, Amen. We're, we're just going to take our offering now so uh, get your offerings ready I don't know how you do your offerings these days whether you, you can write a check now and stick it in the post or whether you want to do it online you can you can go to the Faith Life uh, website just give online you've got the link in, in the messages that come out or you can give it by direct bank transfer. The bank details, just remind you of them again. Faith Life Church. And the sort code is 2017-22. And the account number 700 700-93084. So, Father, we thank you. We thank yes, you for thank you, blessing us. We thank you that, that you have taken those gifts we've made in the past and you have brought souls into the kingdom, that you have multiplied those gifts, that, 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 that they're having an impact. We thank you for all that, Lord. We thank you for the witness mm -hmm. that that is providing to those who need to come to know you. Yes. And we praise you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Good. So, it's you. It is. <laughs> so, we normally say at this point, because we've been going for 35 minutes, just have a little move. Yeah, exactly. uh, Mark will get himself ready.
just uh, get yourselves ready just to receive the word. Um, I'm looking forward to it. The last few weeks have been great and have really spoken to me. Um, I love all the, the word, the testimonies, uh, what God is saying to people that's coming out at this time as we have time to spend with him and uh, all the things that he's saying to us. And it's a difficult time, but there is good in it if we search for it and that's what we need to do so i'm looking forward to what mark's got to say yep. this morning and I i'm looking forward to what i've yep. got to say going to bless us so before i move off i'm just going to get my glasses and i'll go that way you get your glasses and, and then, then i can read while he's preaching not well read the word what he brings not set off reading for me kind of, but i am listening excellent <laughs> i'm your only audience well no you have an audience but your only physical audience yeah yeah so, yeah. <laughs> thank yeah, thank you, Lord. Yeah, thank you, Father, that we can take uh, joy in this time, that we can laugh about things, and uh, as we focus on you and we hand everything to you, uh, we can receive what we need, and we are allowed to be joyful from knowing that you are in control and you have answers. Just help us to take that out of this place to all that we meet and especially when uh when lockdown is uh, is over and we can uh come out a little bit so father right now i ask that you will prepare our hearts to receive from you just what you have for us open our hearts soften our hearts and i ask that you will speak through mark as he brings the word this morning. Fill him, Holy Spirit. Anoint him, Holy Spirit, with all that he needs to listen to you and uh, allow that word to come through him. I ask that you will now give him your peace because you are with him and you will do what we ask. You love to get your word into people's hearts. And we thank you for the, that word that's going to come forth. So bless him. Bless each one of us. Our hearts are open to receive from you now. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, it's, it's kind of um, an up and down start today. You know, I, I got up this morning and... and saw Cheryl and she said oh it's a wonderful day and I thought yeah it's a wonderful day she said perfect weather for gardening and I thought it's not such a wonderful day so this morning what we're going to be doing is uh, just carrying on this series that we've been looking at called burn and what I want to talk about today is two essential components about to, that will keep us on fire when the world's trying to put out our flame and even if we don't feel on fire right now these things would help us spark that flame. They'll, they'll help turn that around. Um, now, the thing about anything that is uh, of uh, importance, of value, anything that, that is significant in the kingdom requires us to, to actually have to make some choices. Our, our Christian faith, our Christian walk, this life we live in the kingdom, it, it's not... It doesn't happen automatically. You actually have to do some things. And one of the key things that we have to do is make choices. 
And those, those choices are important. And they're not just passing choices. They're not just things that are here and there. We make choices that we are going to continue in. And, you know, you can, when I've been talking about how we light this fire and how it works, and I've been describing how our how log burner stove works, um, one of the things that is, is really absolutely just key in this is that you can, you can basically, you can get all your wood, you can get your logs, you can put the fire lighter in, you, you put your kindling in, you put your logs on top, you, you, you arrange it all, you light the flame, and it starts to burn. And our, our, our Christian walk has been like that at times, and is like that right now for many of us. But it's, it's that initial spark, that fire that God lit in us, that, that we, we are looking to um, fan the flames of, that we are looking to keep the fuel on the fire. But unless I choose to open the vents, unless I choose to open the vents on my log burner, there's no flow of air. The oxygen cannot get to the fire. And, and so it'll go out pretty quickly. So that's what I'm going to talk about this morning. Actually, those opening of those, those vents, uh, our log burners has three, three on them. It has two at the front and, and one at the top. So we've got three vents. And the idea of those vents is that you can adjust them to, to let the right amount of oxygen through so that the fire burns strongly. So that's what I'm going to be talking about this morning. And, and opening those vents in the physical needs me to actually take an action. And in the spiritual, that same action is the choices that I make. For example, um, you know, I can choose God's way of approaching whatever situation I find myself in, or I can choose the world's way of doing it. Um, but either way, those choices, it isn't passive. I actually have to make a choice. Um, you know, there's pressure on us all the time to go man's, man's way. Cheryl's talked about it this morning. This pressure that, that comes because there's stuff going on that's hitting our ears that's trying to get us into anxiety, trying to get us into fear, trying to get us into worry, and trying to get us off God's provision, God's victory, God's healing, and God's life. And, and so that pressure comes. So we have to actually make some specific choices if we're going to resist that pressure. Because it's not automatic. You see... If we decide not to choose, we still have made a choice. If we decide not to choose, we've still made a choice. The enemy will come in where we are passive. So we have to make positive choices. Choices to, to draw close to Christ. Choices to get in the word. Choices to be in his presence. Choices to pursue holiness. To pursue righteousness. To pursue his provision, his protection, his healing. We have to make those positive choices. And you know, one of the things that... Well, let, let, me, let me take you to a verse. And, and these are really well-known verses. Uh, I'm going to take you to Matthew, uh, Mark chapter 11. But the rest of the time we're going to spend in, in, in the time that Jesus was talking about after, uh, after the Last Supper. But in, in John, but we're going to start in Mark chapter 11. Jesus answered and said to them, Mark chapter 11, verse 22. Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, 
be removed and be cast into the sea. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. And does not doubt in his heart, underline that, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now it's that, it's that passage that I just want to start with. You see, we believe in our heart. That, that our heart is the place we believe. Now our heart isn't like this, this physical thing. That, that pumps about. Well, that is your heart, but it's not what the Bible's talking about there. It's not what God's talking about. The, 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 the heart that he's talking about there is like when you say that it's the heart of the tree trunk or it's it's the heart of the, the cabbage or the heart of the lettuce. It's right at the core of your being. So right at the core of the be our being is the place where we believe. Now, for a believer... Right, a Christian, right at the core of our being, is our spirit. So our spirit is the place we believe. So we believe from our spirit. It's, it's the place where we're equipped to believe. And in our spirit, that place from which we believe, is where the spiritual forces reside that release the answers to our faith. So we believe from our spirit. Now, what, what does that mean? Well, how can I put this? You see, spiritual forces don't reside in our mind. They don't reside in our thinking. They don't reside in our reasoning, in our logic, in, in our emotions. There's, there's no spiritual forces in there. there. There's intellectual forces in there. But the spiritual force comes from our spirit. And when we were born again, God deposited his faith in our spirit. So there's no lack, there's no shortage of faith. What, what we have to do is learn how to use it. And, and we have to learn it's coming from in our spirit and not in our head. This is really important. We have to learn that it's coming from our spirit and not from our head, not from our intellect. There is no spiritual effects that come from our intellect. It all comes from our spirit. And, and you know, God was, he, he was kind of downloading this to me the other morning. And what he said is this, your faith is released and set on fire according to spiritual laws. The spiritual ways this works. And that's what I'm going to explore in, in the rest of the, this, this preach. Now, what I want you to do is go with me, as I said, to John. I'm going to John chapter 15. Uh, this is Jesus talking to his disciples. Uh, at the same time, he's still in the upper room after the Lost Supper. I'm going to John 15, verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he's cast out as a branch and he's withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they're burned. If you abide in me and my words in you, now listen to this, if you abide in me and my words in you, you will ask what you desire and whatever you desire shall be done for you. For in this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit 
so you will be my disciples. Now, what's he saying there? I want to make this link between what goes on in our mind and what goes on in our spirit. You see, in our mind is where our will resides. And, and Jesus said in that passage, ask what you will. It, it kind of doesn't come through so clearly in the modern version, but the actual, the Greek, what it's saying is ask what you will. And the, so the thing is, we need to be willing the things of God in order to re release that, that on fire burning spiritual force that brings about the, 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 the answers that we are looking for. So how do you how do you how do you get your will engaged with your spirit? You open the vent. Now let me explain that to you because this is this is really key. And as God was showing me this, you know, I was kind of like I was getting so so excited. Because as we learn this, 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 this takes us into a whole different dimension of our relationship with God. So how do we get our will to engage with our spirit so we bring the thing about the things of God? How do our choices made by will release the things of the spirit that are in our heart? And, and God showed me two things. Now the first one is this, just relating back to last week, is we meditate the word. We meditate the word. You see, the word of God is his will. And the more we meditate the word of God, the more our will will become like his will. Amen. You know, his will and your will will begin to merge. So it's so important we meditate the word of God. Now, what do I mean by meditate? I don't mean any sort of heebie-jeebie, strange Eastern religion, New Agey sort of stuff. That's not what I mean by meditating. Let me... Let me give you an example of, of meditation. Okay, so let's say, uh, let's say I'm, I'm feeling down. Let's say I'm feeling anxious, I'm feeling worried, and, and I'm feeling, you know, I can feel myself and I'm going down and down and down. And I'm in that, you know, what, what would be the phrase? The phrase would be, I'm, I'm in the valley. I, I just feel like I'm in the valley and I can't, I can't get out. So what, 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 that's clearly not where God wants me to be. But how do I get out of there? Well, here's what I do. I meditate the word. So I, I would go to Psalm 23. Uh, you, don't, you don't need to do it. I guess I don't need to do it. But I, I, would, I would look at that and go, God, what have you got to say about people who are in the valley? So I, I look at this and it says, you know, though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, and I look at that and go, okay, I'm going through. I'm not staying here. I'm going through. I might not be able to... To, to see the, the end of the passage, but I'm going through. And here's the thing. I see in your word, God, that you're saying to me that right now, when all the pressure's coming, when the enemy's having his best shot, you're, you're furnishing a table and a banquet for me in the presence of that enemy. So I know, God, that your provision's there. And I, I can see that, God. So I'm going to just declare that. I just thank you, God. I thank you that you've provided for me. I thank you that you're furnishing the table for me in the presence of my enemy. I thank you that, that you, you are guiding me, you are leading me, and therefore there's no want, there's no lack, there's nothing that I need that isn't going to be provided. I thank you, Lord, that you've got green pastures, you've got peaceful places for me to lay down. 
I thank you that we're heading to those. Oh God, I, I just praise you and thank you that those peaceful places are coming. And so it takes over the, the word that I'm meditating and, and mulling over and looking to starts to shape my belief. It starts to shape my will. So my will approaches God's will. You know, and you go, well, I, I, you know, have I, have I got enough faith? Well, let's meditate the word. Romans 12, 3, for instance, says, you have been given to every man, that's every man, every single believer, man or woman, has been given the measure of faith. That means that I do not have a lack of faith. All I have is a misunderstanding about how to engage my will with the faith that God's placed in my heart. You see, that faith in my heart is the same faith that God used to create the universe. It's the same faith that he used to raise Christ from the dead. And I have available to me what I need. I just got to get my will in line with God's will. And that's the choices that I make. Now, here's the thing. It's my will to do his will all the time. I, that, I've resolved that. I made that choice. And I'm not backing down from that choice. You see, that's a quality decision I've made. I've exercised my will to say it's my will to do his will all the time. And that is so important. That's so key. And that opens a vent. Once I've decided that it's my will to do his will all the time, it opens that vent. It engages the, 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 the spiritual force that is in, in my spirit and it, and it changes things. But I've made that decision. I personally have made that decision. I know Shovel's made that decision. It's my will to do his will all the time. You see, what does that mean? It means that I've made certain other choices that go alongside that. I will not, I have chosen that I will not depart from the law of love. Now that might cost me, that might be hard, but I've chosen that I'm not going to depart from the law of love because that's God's will. I, I'm not going to hold unforgiveness, offence or bitterness. I have decided... That, that I will not do that because that's not God's will. So I've engaged my will with God's will and we're connected with my spirit. And as that, it, that, that spirit now, because my will is aligned with God's will, has the ability to release uh, the, the, the things of God to heal me, to set me free, to move me on, to give me uh, gladness, excitement, and, and, and for those flames to start burning, like what, what else could I say? I've resolved that I will not go the way of the world. I will go the way of God. I've resolved it. I'm not moving from it. I'm not, I'm not going to go one foot in one camp, one foot in another camp. Can you see that as your will, as you meditate the word, your will gets closer to God's will, and that allows your will to connect to the things of your spirit and release the fire of God's presence and God's power that's in there. You know, the, the truth is that when your will and God's will align, you won't be confused. You won't be going, well, I don't know what to do. You'll know what to do. You will know what to say. You see, faith will release the fire of God's power to get the job done. When your will aligns with God's will, faith will release God's power to get the job done. That's what that Jesus was saying in that passage from Mark. He's saying, he's, he's saying, when you believe in your heart and you will, then that faith releases the power to move the mountain. It releases the power to get the job done that you need done. 
And so when you know what God's will is, you make the choice to align with that will and ask what you will. And when you ask what you will, you engage your will with his, it activates that life in your spirit and that fire of God's power and his presence comes forth. You know, some people are saying right now, you know, we, we had a, we've had two or three conference calls this week on Zoom, not, not church ones. But this phrase keeps coming out. When will things get back to normal and what do you think it's going to be like? When will things get to, back to normal? Honestly, I do not want things to go back to normal. You know, normal for, for the body of Christ in this nation was not working. If we go back to normal, we have, we'll have wasted everything that we could have learned in this time. So my response to that is, I don't want to go back to normal. So here's what I'm doing. I'm digging into the things of God now. I'm, I'm making sure that I'm spending this time learning to hear what God's voice more clearly, feeding my spirit and, and shaping my will by his word so that when, when things do change, when there is more freedom to, to move and speak, then I'm ready. That's what I'm praying. That's what I'm praying. So that's, that we, we open the vent by meditating the word. Now, there's a second aspect to this, the second aspect to this opening of the vents and, and so on. Because as I said, we've got three vents on our fire. And depending on how you open them and how you use them, you can actually work with the fire or work against the fire. And it's not always the same. It depends how damp your wood is. It affects all sorts of things. So you have to have a, have a fiddle about. Now, here's, here's the thing. How do I know... In, in my life, in my Christian walk, how to open those vents that feed the fire of God in me. What, how do I open them? Should I open them fully, partially, in which order? How, how does this work? What order? What's happening with my fire? How is this all coming together? Now, here's the second thing we need. I've talked about meditating the word and how that shapes our will. Here's the second thing that helps us open those vents. Prayer. Prayer is our meeting place with the presence of God. And prayer is the place where we receive or open up to the oxygen that feeds the fire of God. See, in, in John 14, so let's go back to those passages in John. John 14. 14. John 14, verse 16. I will pray to the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth who the world cannot receive. Unbelievers do not have access to this. Because it, the world neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. What he's saying there is, right now the Holy Spirit's dwelling with you, uh, he, he's here with me, but there's going to come a time after my resurrection where the Holy Spirit's going to live in you. He's going to come and he's going to be one with your spirit. I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. Okay, now what I want you to see there is that word helper. Uh, that Jesus is using to describe the Holy Spirit. That word helper is, is the word parakletos. It's a mixture of two words. The first one, para, means very close to, so close that you can't get any closer. So close you can't get any closer. And kalio, 
which means to call. Now, when you put those two together, you, well, I come up with this definition that it's the Holy Spirit is someone so close that he leads, strengthens, encourages, and calls us forward into the life of the Spirit that God has for us, sharing his heart with us, breathing oxygen to fan the flames of our heart. And, and you know, in my times of prayer, in my times with God, I, I, you know, right now I spend much longer listening, just staying in his presence. Sometimes, you know, I'll go into prayer and I'll go and, and I'll just worship and I'll praise him and I'll thank him. And other times I'll, I'll just go and I'll be quiet and, and I'll, I'll, I'll just, you know, let him breathe his life into me. And there's other times I'll go, God, I, I need to know the answers to these questions. I need to know what's coming. I need to know how to respond. And so each in my times with God, I'm asking him to lead those times, to lead those times of prayer, to hear how he wants to lead. Does he, is it a time of worship? Is it a time of him uh, dealing with me personally? Is it a time of where, where he's going to show me uh, things that are on his heart? Now, just in, in that context, let's go to John chapter 16. So just a, I don't know, I don't know how many pages you've got in your Bible, but it's just a couple of chapters on. John 16, verse 12. However, when he, the spirit of truth, sorry, I, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth because he won't speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak and he'll tell you things to come. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that the Spirit will take of mine and declare it to you. Now, there's some absolutely amazing stuff in there. And, you know, it, it deserves a week of sermons on its own. But I just want to highlight two or three things. Now, the first thing is this. He's going to show us some stuff. He's going to show us how we can live like Jesus. Basically what, what it says is he's going to guide us into truth, into all truth. He's going to show us what truth is and he's going to guide us into it. That means he's going to take our heart, he's going to take our emotion, he's going to take our thought and he's going to guide them down a track that leads them to truth. Verse, you know, that, that verse, verse 12, let me just read it again. Verse 12. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them. Now, for, the, for the, the disciples, what that meant is that they hadn't at that time got the Holy Spirit. So what Jesus is saying is that the stuff that I need to tell you, you are not going to be able to understand because these things are understood first in your spirit, not in your intellect. It's not in your intellect, it's in your spirit. So you can't understand them now. But when you get the Holy Spirit, I'm going to be able to show you some amazing things I haven't been able to explain to you up to now because you can't deal with them. You're, you can't process them. Now, for us, you know, that, that is still the truth. That God wants to, Jesus, right now, is wanting to tell every single one of us some things that we won't be able to handle without the Holy Spirit. That's a promise. For us right now, he's trying to tell us some things we can't handle without the Holy Spirit. 
the, the stuff that God is wanting to tell us, tell us as individuals, tell us as a body, awesome, amazing, life-changing, uh, destiny-defining stuff, and he's not able to get it to us because we're in the flesh and not in the spirit. So we have to get out of the flesh, into the spirit, and hear, and, and, and let God show us these things. Where do we do that? We do that in the place of prayer. We do that in that place of, of the presence of God getting together with his spirit. You see, you can't reason these things out. You, you, you can't get this on fire, this passionate, this joyous, this full. You, you can't get this life that God has promised us to the extent that he's promised us in it by your intellect. You have to get it through the spirit. You see... You know, for us, we, we go through these times, you know, I, I go, I've gone through them. We all go through them when we're confused, we're mixed up, we're stuck, we don't understand what's going on. And the Holy Spirit's trying to get to us some amazing truths and, and life-changing stuff. And we're not hearing it because we're in our flesh instead of in our spirit. And it's so important that, that, that we, we set that time aside to get in the presence of God, to hear his voice. You see, the problem is with, with, with much of the church, much of the body of Christ, much of our individual walks, is that for too long and in too large a quantity, we've worked on information and observation instead of revelation. We've worked on information and observation instead of revelation. So where do we get this revelation? We get it in prayer. You open the vents in prayer and the Holy Spirit, the oxygen of the Holy Spirit comes in. And that sets these flames on fire. He'll show you the order of things. He'll show the, you the extent of things. He'll show you the direction to take. He'll show you what's coming and he'll show you how to handle it. You see, there's good stuff that God wants to show us. He wants to show us it's a body faith life and he wants to show us it as individuals. And I'm pressing in for him to show me this. Cheryl's pressing in for, uh, to, for him to show her it. I know there's many of us across the church who are pressing in for this right this time. And, and the stuff that what God wants to show us right now that is bigger than our brains can handle. And we need the Holy Spirit to handle it for us. You see... The Holy Spirit is going to tell us some stuff that we can't recognise by our natural minds. Because if we did recognise it by our natural minds, we would dismiss it. So we're getting it, we're probably hearing the Holy Spirit, and we're going, no, there's just no way that could happen. That's too big, that's too difficult, that's, that's too costly. I, I, I could never do that. And our mind rejects what the Holy Spirit is trying to show us. But the Holy Spirit right now is saying to us, faith life, every person in faith life, every person who is a believer listening to this broadcast, you can do this and this is how we are going to do it. You can do this and this is how we're going to do it. You see, in this place, in the place of his presence, in the place of your prayer, he guides us into all truth. How's he going to do that? Because he's not going to speak of himself, but whatever he hears, he speaks. You see, the Holy Spirit doesn't come to tell us about himself. He doesn't come to tell us his agenda. The Holy Spirit doesn't come to glorify the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit 
is coming to show us Jesus and Jesus' agenda. And he's putting Jesus right back at the centre of our faith, right back at the centre of our lives, right back at the centre of our church, right back at the, at the centre of our very being, right in the core of our hearts. And he's sparking that first love, that first desire, that first affection, that first allegiance to him. And the Holy Spirit is doing that in us right now. He's not come to glorify himself so we can get all excited about the Holy Spirit. He's come so we can get excited about Jesus, our Saviour, the one who loves us, the one who gave himself for us. And he's coming with Jesus' agenda. He's coming with Jesus' wisdom. He's coming with Jesus' authority. He's coming with Jesus' victory. He's coming with Jesus' victory. Uh, fullness and that is what happens when we open that vent in prayer we get in his presence we get in the place where the oxygen is and in that place he's going to give us some specific instructions that are going to blow our minds and set our hearts on fire he's he you know when we don't know what to do he's going to show us what to do uh when we don't know what to say he's going to give us what to say and when we, we think we can't do it, he's going to give us the provision to do it. He's going to take of what is Christ and give it to us. And when the fire is going down, he will show us, he will put that oxygen right through it and allow it to burn again, full flame, in Jesus' name, to Jesus' glory, only for Jesus' glory. Amen, faith life. Amen. Amen. Shall I say amen? I, don't, I can't hear anybody else. <laughs> So, Father, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you. And for those who, who don't yet know you, who, who uh, do not know about this flame, do not know about this life that is available, do not know about the things of the Spirit, who are, who are still far from you, if, if you are listening to this now, or if you've drifted right away and your embers are going down, I'm speaking to you right now, and I'm saying that, 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 that you need to give your allegiance to Jesus. You need to... Ask him right now. Just follow me in prayer. Father, I thank you. I ask you to forgive me for my sins. I ask you to forgive me for the way I've drifted away from you. And I'm asking you, Lord, now to be my saviour, to be my Lord, to be restored at centre place, number one in my life. And I'm asking you to give me new birth through your Holy Spirit and to fan the flames of your destiny, your life in my heart. Amen. So if you responded to that prayer, if you said that prayer, we'd like to hear from you. There's, people, there's angels celebrating in heaven right now, but we'd like to hear from you too so we can celebrate with you. You can message us on Facebook or you can email us office at faithlifechurch.org.uk that's office at faithlifechurch.org.uk and we'll come back to you and we'll help you with the journey amen Cheryl. amen amen awesome that was um a really stirring preach i would really uh, recommend that you listen to it again it has got so much wisdom from the holy spirit there what was spoken, just um, listen, look at the verses, let the Holy Spirit speak to you. These are the things that we need to be doing constantly during these times and always. And I know I'm going to go and listen again. I was thinking as Mark was preaching and something that I'd been thinking
I love it that we can get revelation direct from the Holy Spirit to our spirit. Uh, and then we can ask him to help us process that so that it can speak deep into our hearts. I am so glad that it doesn't have to come through my mind and my own intellect. Sometimes when I get up, I think, oh, what have I got to bring? You know, I, I wish I was had a great mind, you know, so that I could remember the verses. I have no memory and can never remember verses. But what I can bring is something that I sense the Holy Spirit is saying, and it will come through in a way that if you just get hold of the word of God, it's not my word, this isn't Mark's word, we just bring it in our own imperfect way, really. But when the word is preached, the life that's in that word, the Holy Spirit will take that word and take it into our spirits. And it's he that does the work that needs to be done. It's his voice in our spirits. So as we're listening, as we're meditating on the word, it's the Holy Spirit that's speaking to us. And we can take that and let him expand it, let him stir us, let him grow us, our fruit will grow, um, things will grow as we become more like Jesus. And that is what we need at this time. So Faith Life and uh, anybody else that's been uh, joining with us, we thank you for being here this morning. Our heart is to get what God gives us through to you, but also to be that family with Jesus at the head and we are in his body. So thank you for joining with us this morning. We just pray that the Holy Spirit will speak to you during this week and you will get those deep revelations that will enable you to stay strong at this time, full of love, knowing who you are, knowing what he's done. And as we meditate on his word, all these great things from God will enter our heart, our mind and our soul. And we will become that eagle that I was talking about last week, that strong eagle, strong wing, wings, but more than that, we will look like Jesus. Amen. So I speak Amen. that over you this morning. That is our prayer for you. So have a great week. Uh, spend time together. Spend time with him. Connect with each other. Uh, email the church office if you need anything, any prayer. Uh, a lot of prayers coming on our uh, Faith Life prayer. If you don't know how to get that prayer on there, just email the church office and we will uh, get your prayer on Faith Life prayer and we'll pray for you. Um, so stay in contact. Uh, let us know how you're doing testimonies, uh, good stuff. Just, um, yeah, we just bless you. We love you and thank God for you. Yeah. Amen. Don't switch off because, you know, we've been finishing these with, with, with a bit of worship, with, with some music. So we've got a, a special treat for you this week. We, we, we actually can, we're actually going to finish with one of our own songs. Not me and Cheryl but one of Rachel's songs. So don't switch off, just have a listen. This is just a, a fantastic song, a fantastic yeah. blessing. So Father, we thank you, we praise you, we glorify you in thank Jesus' you, name. Be blessed, Faith Life. Amen. Amen. See you next week.